Let's go. Let's go. Oliver Twist. Twist. If it wasn't for all of my haters, I wouldn't exist. Welcome back, boys and girls. This is the Roaming Podcast, and we are back. Surprise, bitches. Yeah, I know you thought you got rid of us, but you can't get rid of us. We're here to stay. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> um, yeah, we were away for a number of issues during the first few weeks of January. Um, I think you fell sick. Uh, yeah, I basically just got laryngitis after getting the flu. Um, and basically, yeah, it's just one, of the, one of those things where it's like, yo, you yeah. you literally like are so bad that you're just coughing and sneezing, and then your voice just goes, hey, yeah. shut the fuck up for a few weeks. So that was me. And I know I fell sick uh, somewhere in there. So it was it was a very, very turbulent January, let's say. Absolutely. So, so how have you been? So, we probably have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. How have things been with you? Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, in general, 2022 has been a combination of, like, ups, like, super high ups, mm-hmm. like, just, a, just amazing ups, and my voice was gone, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, a couple of hectic uh, lows, but in general, it's been pretty good. Um, I've been busy. I've been figuring out a few things. Uh, uh, I'm in a in a in a tingle, which is nice. Um, a nice, it, nice little tingle. Nice little tingle. It's, it's been pretty cool. Uh, overall, no complaints, except for my voice. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, actually, it's kind of funny. Literally, I was thinking about it like a while ago. But like, um, it was after the episode that I was talking shit about Aquafina. Yeah. <laughs> that I literally started to sound like Aquafina. So I was like, (laughs) that divine retribution. Honestly, stop Asian hate. Anyways, how are things with you though? Things have been good. Things have been good. I've been I've been asked a lot when the podcast comes back because a couple people that follow really wanted to know like what we thought of a couple things going on. Okay, I was asked a really interesting question that um, they wanted us to answer. Nice. Which I had time to think about. So I guess I'm kind of springing this on you, though I've had time to think about it. Of course you've had. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so um, I guess I'll start with the question. Get and my raw, unfiltered opinion. The, I think we've touched on it before, but um, I don't think we've ever addressed it as a direct question. If we had, I, uh, if we have, I apologize for doing for doing it again. But hey, man, shoot from the hip. Go ahead. Um, the question was, and it's a it's a relationship dating kind of question. What yeah. is your number one above all red flag for a woman that you're like I I see this and this isn't like there's no there's no compromise or there's very little room for compromise on this. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was quite a question. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you really mean it? You really did not? What the fuck? Yeah, yo. Uh, um, number one red flag. You're going to have to give me a second. Like, yeah, honestly, it's all I, good. I can't. I, um, I can uh, tell you what um, my answer was after thinking about it. Please do, because and, you actually had time. And after uh, going through a couple things in January, oh, my God. number one red flag is not being able to take accountability. Okay. Because so many problems stem from the fact that you cannot just, like, accept that you did something wrong and say you're sorry. Yeah, I get that. And um, I think that, above all, like, um, 
because understanding that you can be wrong and the other person sometimes needs you to admit that you were wrong. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going through something, the other person needs you to admit, like, hey, yeah, I did something wrong and I'm sorry. If you cannot take accountability, I think that, above all other red flags, is the, is the, is the, stand, the one that stands alone. Yeah, I mean, accountability is, like, always the biggest thing because um, at the end of the day, you're trying to create a partnership with the person, right? So if you're unable to basically just be able to, like, be be a decent enough person to admit when you, when you faulted a person mm-hmm. or when you did somebody wrong, it's kind of like where do you build from there? The foundation is built off of on, like, the worst and, like, the most unstable of, like, foundations. So, yeah. I would 1,000% agree uh, accountability is absolutely, <clears throat> or the lack thereof accountability is definitely something that I would say is like, oh, you probably should just abort immediately. Yeah. Um, I think probably for me, the one thing that I would say that could be one of my bigger red flags is um, when, when the person needs to be the victim Mm, in mm. most situations so it's like kind of i guess it would kind of fall under your accountability thing because a lot of times the reason why accountability is so difficult is because people don't want to admit that they are the victimizer not the victim Mm -hmm. so the lack of just like the lack of forethought to be like okay maybe i actually am doing something wrong to this person Mm kind of becomes its own little problem I mean, on top of that, it's like just a need to literally feel like you're being hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is a that's just not a good trait to have moving forward, especially in the world. It's not even like, oh, let me just be let me like if I'm not the victim, I'm the one who's victimizing other people, even in that case. Mm-hmm. But more just like having the mindset that like the world is out to get me all the time, because then that's going to fall into other categories, specifically when it comes to my my growth and then their growth when we're just trying to build something further it's like if you think that everything's out to get you and everybody hates you and all the different things then it's like like how much actual maturity do you have yeah moving forward and i actually 100 100 like 100 percent agree with you on the on that victimhood thing as well mm-hmm. and um I, I actually think I had an instance of this and it's not it wasn't a dating thing I think I, I came to you with it and I was like hey look uh, look at the problem I've gotten oh, myself yeah, into yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gonna give you a rundown and I, and I won't tell you guys the, the lady's name just to you know I'm, I'm not here to embarrass her I'm just giving you a bit of a story oh my god Romulus it's always a girl yeah. it's always a lady it's it, always it, ladies it always is but I keep giving them chances so, yeah. so shout out to female friends yeah, shout out to female friends so um I'll give you the shorthand version. So I hit up this friend, and I, I wanted her to do um, some, like, voice recording. Mm-hmm. But since we were homies, I have this thing about, like, hitting up my homies. Like, it's, like, I especially with women, I don't just ask for things. I tend to, because, like, like, you're not just someone that I'm going to use. You're also someone that I enjoy hanging out with. I But I want I needed this thing done, and you came to mind. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, hey, what's going on? Um, how you been? Let's chill. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And just and um, she essentially asked, what do you, what do you want to do? This 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 it. I'm like, oh, like, well, I haven't seen you in like four or five years, right? Keep in mind, I've known this lady for like eight nine years. Okay. And um, 
I like whatever. Like I just wanted to chill. We can like drink coffee and we can talk, hmm. right? And and when I told you the story, you're like, okay, you're, you, where you fucked up was, boom, immediately make your intentions clear, yeah. which is which is fair. But it wasn't something that it's something I usually do, but it wasn't something that I thought I had to do with a friend. Because at the same time, it's like you don't really assume male friends, female friends. You have to go through that extra little bit. Yeah, I yeah, understand. exactly. So, um, uh, so by the time the last time I spoke to this person, they lived in in our city. Yeah, right. And um, I didn't know at this time they had moved. Mm-hmm. So they she asked me, "Oh, cool. Uh, where where do you live?" And I'm like, "Here, right." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I'm up in Hamilton." And I'm like, all right, all right, this is far, but I have to go up to Hamilton to see my sister sometime soon, mm-hmm. and, and my sister and my nephew and sometime soon, and um, I will just essentially hit you up when I'm in your city. city, right? Yeah. I'm in your city. When I'm in your city, I'll hit you up. So uh, that was apparently the wrong thing to say, because if you say, oh, it's a convenience thing, and this, this, and I'm like, hey, homie, like... um. Well, first of all, we've been homies, and with me and my friends, well, most of my friends, we tend to see each other on convenience, in the yeah. sense that it's not like, oh, you're going through a hard time in your life, well, you better come over, or you ain't shit. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And secondly, honestly, I wanted to ask you a favor, and I, like, I, I, I didn't want to approach it, like, I just want to get the favor from you, like, mm. but my bad, like, Literally, sorry, yeah. essentially. So, homegirl essentially gets he's like oh well i deserve better and this 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 this. but when she finds out the favor now suddenly the flips the the script flip and it was like oh well i haven't slept and this 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 why are you doing why are you doing this to me why don't you want to talk about this anymore (laughs) i'm like look i i understand you haven't slept i hope you i hope you'll be okay but oh peace like as you told to me i deserve better than this i deserve better than you acting like this you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. So, so girl moves over to the to to the business page yeah and then starts starts telling me, oh, I thought we were friends. I thought we were all. It's like you didn't remember we were friends when you were acting out, and oh, now you've been. Oh, ca- sorry, you have to add one thing. What's that? You did block her. I did block her. I did, you did bl- block yes, her. Okay, so okay. She had to go to the business page. She did have to go to the like, business not, page. I have to be. I have to play devil's advocate. I got hey, to know the story. I ain't go live. Well, I did block her, but the thing about that is, I'm not just gonna sit there and like. No, your point. Your point is valid. I'm just saying you gotta add that to the story. All right, all right. My bad. You're gonna tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So I did block her. So she hops to the business page. Yeah. And then started telling me all the things that I did to her and why she was the victim of the situation. Which once again was wild because we share a business page. So I'm literally looking at a random message <laughs> in the morning. I'm like, who the fuck is this? The fuck. <laughs> Nigga, my voice is gone. What the fuck's going on with this bullshit? <laughs> so I had to message this guy and be like, yo, this is what happened to me. And, yeah. and you did tell me where I went wrong, which, yeah, yeah. which I was like, okay, yeah, you're right, because I like to keep it 100. But I found that to be an interesting experience in the sense mm-hmm. that it was okay when you thought that I, it was okay for you to act like, <laughs> essentially like you weren't raised properly when yeah. you thought that I was like coming for you. Yeah, trying sense. to, trying to, yeah, you know. trying to fuck. Yeah. So, but, but you cannot take the same treatment that you gave to someone because of your wrong assumptions. Somehow, it was. It and the last thing that was said was, "I hope you're happy. You made a sleep deprived girl cry." Yeah, she played the victim immediately. Immediately, it's like it's like at any at every point in the conversation, 
when things weren't going the way that she had hoped it had gone, because like, oh, well, I'm only gonna hit, you, I'm only gonna see you when I'm in your city. Oh, I'm only gonna talk to you when it comes to this shit. Oh, I wasn't even trying to fuck. I was actually trying to help you. I was actually trying to get a good business opportunity for the both of us to be mutually beneficial. Like every single moment in that, instead of her taking a moment to be like, okay, where's the actual, like, what's actually being said? Uh, like, what does he mean? Instead, it's like, oh, I'm I'm going to load this from the standpoint that I'm the victim, and therefore I'm going to interpret everything as though I'm the victim. Yeah, and it it was just something that was surprising because yeah. it was okay. I don't know. I don't know. So no, no, I get you. I mean, even like at the end of it, because I, I I saw the message, yeah. so I was like, and at the end, not being able to say, "Oh my bad, I'm sorry." It yeah. was it was just the big like. It was just like it was clearly a misinterpretation on her end, mm-hmm. and instead of her simply being like, "Okay, um, I didn't mean for it to come off like this. Here's the reason why. Let me move on." Mm. Instead, it was like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you an excuse, and then I'm gonna make that excuse the reason why you're a piece of shit." Yeah, pretty much. So. I ended up just getting another another homegirl to do it, and she was, she and she was really really cool about it because because this is someone that I like sesh with on a regular basis. Yeah. So if I hit her, I'm like, yo, what's what you saying? Da da da. We should we should we should link up. We should sesh. Da da. Yeah. She's like, all right. And then when she when we were smoking, I'm like, hey, I, uh, you wanna help me with this? And she's like, yeah, yeah cool. That's what's you, up. And that's what's up. And <laughs> that's just a normal conversation with someone. And uh, well, that's actually the reason why once again I don't like the uh, I don't like the whole victim mentality when it comes to like. Just in general, when it comes to dating, because it's like it ends up becoming a a bigger issue um, later on, and it's actually one of the reasons why I really like uh, my girl mm-hmm. because she doesn't do that. Like, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like, yo, you end up um, you end up seeing so many people, like you end up seeing so many people fall into that mindset, and because of that, it's like. Like where do you like where do I enter into this conversation? Because at this point, it, everything seems like you just want me to console you mm-hmm. rather than like like be there. Yeah, like I'm I have to be there to just kind of like like just oh no, mm-hmm. you just want to talk about your problems all day. No, it's like I want to like in a relationship, I want to want to build something. I want to have mm-hmm. like genuine conversations. I want to feel like like there's something. Mm-hmm. that I'm doing except outside of just like reacting to your like your tears essentially all the time and um do you know of the uh of the like youtuber uh Shannon Boudram yeah Shannon Booty yeah there's something she said and it was it was really really poignant because I was, I was listening to her talk to I think it was Abba actually mm-hmm. and she was saying the thing about um they victimization to become so is become such a thing that people use it as a defense for their bad actions in the yeah. sense like like instead of, and i'll use the example she 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 used because i can't think of one right now mm-hmm. but instead of me telling instead of me warning you initially like when when i see flat bright flashing lights i bite people mm-hmm. right i wait until i see flashing bright, bright lights, lights and then bite you and then start biting it. you and then while you're like, hey, what the fuck? Why are you biting me? I'm trying to explain to you. So now you're like, you're asking me to feel bad for somebody that's hurting me. Yeah. Which which is a problem because people appro- take this approach to not only like, and I would say I've done it too. So noticing it in yourself is also a big thing. Mm-hmm. But take the approach to relationships in the sense that I have these flaws, inconsistencies, and things that make me unhappy or times that I'm unhappy. And instead of 
warning you beforehand or excusing myself from the situation. I use those things as an excuse to proceed forward with terrible behavior. Once I actually have been exposed for doing terrible behavior. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a guy who's like an abuser, right? Mm-hmm. And like after he already starts abusing, then he starts talking about, oh, how, oh, R. Kelly. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> leave Robin alone. No. <laughs> I saw piss. I moved. She saw piss. She, she stayed. stayed. No, but like, so the documentary came out about R. Kelly around the time that they had like the second, the second trials and all that stuff, right? And, uh, and on the doc, in the doc, people like one of the biggest things that was talked about was the fact that he was actually abused as a child mm-hmm. so not even physically but also sexually abused and then they were talking about how like oh well people who abuse usually are like tend to abuse themselves mm-hmm. like tend to abuse be ab- become abusers later on right so a lot of people started making excuses for his actions by saying oh well i mean he's also a victim of sexual assault so we should feel bad for the fact that he's now abusing people in the same way that other people abusing, that he was abused. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, R. Kelly never talked about this. Mm-hmm. So it's every, like, yeah, sure, we can look at things in hindsight and feel bad, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, he still abused, abused people. people. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't, like, yeah, you don't, you don't become excused for your actions simply because of the fact that. Bad yeah, things happen to bad you. Hap- bad things happen to you. But in a lot of cases, just like how Shan was saying, it's like, oh, no, like people don't preempt that. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about their problems until so, their problems spill over onto other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 violently unhealthy. And I can be, I, I can admit I've been guilty of doing that. Even sometimes now I realize that I don't really, I don't like to share. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and me and my, me and my girl have this problem. Is we have we kind of have like opposite problems. I don't like to share, but she doesn't really like to listen. <laughs> so that is not a, that is not a good. Uh... No, no, no. But they're 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 habits from previous relationships that yeah. we have recognized and are working on. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so because I don't like to share, it's usually during like fights. I will something will come up. Yeah, and that, you're just that kind of burst. I'm having a problem with or or something that bothers me, and um. And it's and she's been like, yo, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just bring this out in the middle of an argument. Like, what do you want me to do with this now? Like, like, like I understand that you've been doing this, but if if you haven't given it to me beforehand, I can't take in the information now that I'm mad at you, right? It's like it's like mm-hmm. instead of instead in, in irregular moments, right? Yeah, you, you can pour your pain or whatever whatever's damaged you into water. Yeah. And it's like water going into water. Okay. When you're fighting, it's like oil going into water. Yeah, I so get what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It won't mix with, with what's going on because they're already upsetting you. So what, I don't know, let me let me know if, um, for the first part that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you essentially saying that like you kind of hold IOUs for your gripes? It, yeah, it can seem that way, but it's not that I'm holding IOUs for, like it's not that I'm holding IOUs, it's at the time... You don't really want to talk about it, and then, and then when we're fighting, on, when it, it, it all comes out. Yeah, out. yeah, okay. and it's it's something that has 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 been pointed out to me, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that me myself I'm working on because I know it's an unhealthy habit, and it stems from the fact that just on a regular day to day basis, I talk a lot, but I don't really like to share how I feel. Yeah, because you know, hyper masculine. Yeah. <laughs>
hey, hey, hey. No, this is true. I mean, because once again, it's like that. If I can, like, if I can specifically talk on that from mm-hmm. from what I've experienced from it, mm-hmm. um, I would say it's primarily because of the fact that you naturally take a very masculine approach to life, and one of the biggest and stoic you take a very stoic approach to life right and because of that it's like okay well the stoic approach to life is not necessarily to hold all your emotions on your shoulders you're supposed to like you're supposed to be able to just internalize your problems deal with them later on not deal with them in the moment Mm -hmm. but it's like if something comes up then you deal you want to deal with them yeah which but it's not always conducive to a healthy discussion because it's it's like it's like shooting off in a different direction when you're trying to get to the, the bottom of a problem yeah it's like yeah, it's kind of it ends up kind of being a little red herringy. Yeah, but it's it's it is understandable even for myself. I do it all. I do it a lot too. Something I actually have to work on as well for myself, because I just think it's a masculine thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just men we don't like to, we don't like to always, we don't like to come to our girl, with our problems about our girl, mm-hmm. all the time. Because if we did that, yeah. It, we would be constantly we like the, like we know what it's like when our girl comes to us with their problem about us all the time mm-hmm. and it it's not fun yeah exactly so it's like we don't want that same we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to give we don't want to do that to other people mm-hmm. so i find it also comes from a place of since we don't want to do that like like since we don't want to do that we do it in a time where the playing field is equal. Like, so she'll usually be coming at you about something that you did or something's mm-hmm. wrong with you. And you'd be like, okay, this is a perfect time where we can balance out the scales and I can yeah. tell you what's wrong with you instead of coming to you at a time where it's going to hurt your feelings. And you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and then that becomes the expectation versus reality kind of meme where it's yeah. like, expectation. Oh, we're finally talking about the things that we have we have as gripes for one another that, we've, that we have dealt with for the last little bit. Here's my problems. Here's your problems. Let's discuss reality. Okay, well, since you're talking about this shit, what about this? What, what about this? this? What, what about, about that? And you just what keep going back into the back, like back to the past. And, yeah, yeah. And the main thing I've been trying with pulling things out of the past, the main yeah. thing I've been trying to do is to deal with it the way I think about it. Because usually, I if I've dealt with a problem. I don't think about it until we're arguing and the problem comes back up again. And then I start okay. thinking about all problems that relate to this problem. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, so even with, like, with me and you, once, like, our relationship, if yeah. we get into an argument, right, or, or, we, or, like, emotions are high, yeah, right, and we step away and we come back, like, yo, okay, it's cool. That, after that, I don't think about it again. If we get into another argument and then, like, that argument is brought up somehow, either I do it or you do it, then all the other arguments then are like, oh, yeah, I remember this one, I remember this one, right? Mm-hmm. But I also try to keep it into the, okay, let's move all those aside. Yeah. What are we dealing with now? Because you can go back and back and back and back until the first person threw the first rock <laughs> and it hit your ancestor. You're yeah. like, well, how fucking dare you? Yeah. <laughs> And your ancestors enslaved me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys sold us to the like, motherfuckers. <laughs> you so. gonna tell me about me? <laughs> no, I get it. Um, for me, I I kind of established. Okay, so I haven't done it yet. Okay, but I have a genuine. I have a general rule when it comes to my feelings, my my negative feelings in any situation. Mm-hmm. So if it's somebody that I fuck with, okay. I have a twenty four hour rule. So, 
if I can't address it in the moment, or I feel as though if I address it in the moment, it's going to be a problem, I give myself a 24-hour window to address it. So mm-hmm. I go away, do whatever I need to do, calm down. If it's still on my head, I'll address it. Mm-hmm. If it's not on my head after 24 hours, I literally just forgive and forget. Because at that point, there's no reason for me to do that except like for me to hold it, except for me to be childish later on. Mm-hmm. Like literally, the way I look at it is if, if, I'm, if it isn't a problem for me to the point where I'm willing to just let it just fester after 24 hours and I can just go on with the rest of my day and not and not and it not be a problem mm-hmm. like that I like that I actually need to address like it's just going to be something that I bring up later on just to be childish yeah like honestly it's like if it, within 24 hours if it's an if it's an actual issue I will come back to the person and be like look mm-hmm. we like earlier we were talking about this I had a problem with it the way that we were talking to each other I didn't like it we need we need to we need to get over this right now. I need to actually tell you how I feel about this shit. Mm-hmm. Anything past that point, literally, I'm just gonna be childish about it. Like you're yeah. gonna talk to me about this shit, and I feel like that's something that should be employed in most relationships because more often than not, the arguments that end up devo- like devolving into other bullshit. While you're hearing the person talking about their problem, you're like, yo, why didn't you bring this up earlier? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why why is this a problem now? Like we went like. Like because because you have the ebbs and flows. So like, like like half of the time when a girl brings up or a guy brings up a problem, it's like, if you're really pissed off about this shit, then why were we fucking like yesterday? Why were you kissing me like a few days ago? Why do you tell me you love me like a little while ago? Mm-hmm. If you literally have these problems, well, like, I, I do agree. There's some problems that you can have. You can still love the person and you can have the problem. Yeah, and you could be. Care, like like proceeding in the relationship mm-hmm. but working through the problem in your head you get what i'm saying like you're thinking out about it through all angles so yeah. you don't want to address it yet because you haven't considered everything fully and you sometimes you know when you're like okay i still think i need to think about this more am i being sensitive mm-hmm. or, or have, have they stepped out of line or this and it takes you a couple of days but doesn't mean that you don't love them and you don't have like feel even if it turns out that they were stepping out like stepping mm-hmm. out of pocket right you still love them and care for them and want to proceed with the relationship mm. it's just something that you're marinating on to discuss later yeah but that's what i mean it's like uh, more often than not i'm only speaking for myself mm-hmm. like more often than not the times that i'll bring it back up okay okay yeah, is because right. i'm just being petty mm-hmm. it's not because i was like marinating over and i needed to address myself and figure out what i felt about. no it's literally just, <laughs> just oh what about this i'm bringing it up because that's the thing we have to we have to actually accept as a part of a part of how we discuss things with other people we sometimes bring up arguments and problems as a self-defense mechanism because we feel attacked and we need something to balance out the playing field. It has nothing to do with you actually feeling a way about the problem. You just want to get back at the person because you don't want to only feel like the victimizer. You also want to feel like the victim. Okay, fair enough. It's like I'm only bringing it up because you're you're telling me about shit that I did wrong, and I want to tell you about shit that you did wrong, so that you understand that you do shit wrong too. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else. I don't really because that's the thing. It's like I can still like if it's a legitimate issue, mm-hmm. I should be I should physically still exude nonverbal communications that say that I have a problem with this. I'm not doing that. The only time I'm doing it is when I feel attacked. Mm-hmm. 
only bringing up all this stuff because I feel attacked. Okay. And okay. I just want to balance it out because I feel attacked. I can, I can agree. I can agree with that. So I'm like, look, if, it, and even like, and there's certain things where I'm like, okay, I may feel a ways about it, but I, but if it's past 24 hours, it has, it no longer is about you. It's about me working through it. So I can address it myself. But mm-hmm. if I don't want to talk to you about it after 24 hours, yeah, I probably shouldn't just talk. I shouldn't talk to you about it two weeks from now because right. I'm letting it fester and me f- letting it fester makes it into a, into a worse problem later on when I bring it up. Okay. But would you say the opposite side of that coin would be consistently bringing up something that has been settled between the two of you? Absolutely. Uh, so, so like, like something happens, let's say one of you fucks up and then you apologize and then that person apologizes. And then, like, you guys are like, okay, it's fine. I forgive you. But then... Later on, they bring it up. They bring it up. And yeah. it's, it's different than, like, hey, I, I just want reassurance. It's like, it's like... I'm bringing it up because I want to keep talking about mm-hmm. it, even though we already had the conversation. And you already said that you were fine. If you had said that you weren't fine and we continued the conversation, that's a whole other thing. But it's like, yeah, I'm fine. I forgive you. Let's I forgive move you. on. Let's move on. And then, no, but I'm going to keep bringing it back. Like, no, that's... Okay. That's, that's emotional also, manipulation. Yes. Yeah, it's, un, it's unhealthy because, once again, it's bringing back the fact that Actually, it comes back to my red flag. Mm. It's coming back to a need to feel like a victim. Mm, mm, okay, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So, so both people have a need to feel like the victim in mm-hmm. the situation. Okay. Well, that's fair. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't do these toxic traits in your relationship. Honestly. And if you do, work on stopping them now. If you, if you do this, it doesn't mean you're toxic. It just means that you were raised in a toxic environment. Mm. Or that you have been around toxic environments. But it's okay for the chain to stop with you. Yeah, to be honest, I really started to look at... um, I started to really look at the fact that when it comes to relationships, parenting, and, like, all these different things, we Mm. don't... We weren't actually taught how to be functioning, like, people in relationships. So, it's like, we were taught a lot of other job titles. So, like, Mm. welder, electrician, Mm. the whatever right all these different things right bus driver whatever even driving a car we are trained to do these things mm-hmm. right so the expectation is that once you are qualified you can do it properly mm-hmm. but like in relationships we kind of just fall into the shit and a lot of times it leads to like these kinds of things where like the toxic mentalities that we carry on are because we were just never taught that that is something that should be like avoided in a relationship but, but it's not even ro- just romantic relationships i i would take it one step farther i think we were never taught to function as a community yeah we were taught to function as separate islands and that's why you can't have like re- like i can't be in a relationship and ha- and comfortably have friends that are female with no like sexual tension with yeah because because we weren't taught to function as a community as in like like for example my the people that live around me and that mm-hmm. i hang around with are watching my back because it's the best thing for the community the way I'm watching their back because it's the best thing for a community. Yeah. So people, so, so sorry, sorry to cut you oh, off. Okay. To, for people functioning like a community, for example, if the girl goes out and has a boyfriend and he's like dancing with her girls, but a guy comes up and she, and she goes with the guy and begins to start to slip into the territory of cheating, her girls will come up and be like, no, what the hell do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how people function as a community. But instead, we function as like small roving bands, of, of like packs, yeah. that, that only look out for each other and the people in your pack can do nothing wrong, can do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, even the intersexual dynamics between men and women has, has kind of devolved past the point where 
um, we are comfortable looking at a person uh, in terms of them just being default human rather than being male or female. So, like, I think um, in your example, right? So, mm-hmm. in your example with uh, with a girl going to a club with her girls yeah. and then a guy approaches her, right? Mm-hmm. The assumption is that the guy is approaching because he views her as a viable option, mm. a viable sexual, sexual option, option right? Yeah. The woman doesn't, like, is just not programmed to, to once having a, having a partner view other males as just humans. They are still males. Yeah. And in terms of males as a, as a viable sexual option. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest issues when it comes to just people in general, when it comes to the social dynamics. Because yeah. It's like, yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, look, there's never that, there's never that natural switch mm-hmm. into the second level of interactions with other human beings where we no longer look at them as resources, but look at them as just human P- beings, P- yeah. people. Yeah. It's people. Player so, characters. Player characters, NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... So it's like you don't like a woman. A woman in the club will not look at, at the guy that is like the woman in the club won't look at the guy as though he's just a human. Mm. She'll look at the guy as if, as if he's a guy as a, as, a, as a sexual option, and will start naturally falling into her baseline habitual nature of how she starts to act with guys mm. once she no longer is consciously doing things. Because mm. I I think that's the real thing that we don't. That we don't um, that we don't talk about the fact that like training and education mm-hmm. is supposed to help us to guide ourselves out of our habitual nature, mm-hmm. so that we are consciously doing things, right? So it's like, sure, eventually you get to the point where you're doing stuff effortlessly, right? After you've already trained that behavior into yourself, but it's like, if we like, if we're not taught two separate ways on how to both interact with just society, but then interact with, like, partners, we're going to end up naturally mixing. mixing the two together. So it's like, for example, the, the so the first, the, our first conversation, right, mm-hmm. with, um, with that girl who was in the DMs talking mad shit while I was trying <laughs> to fucking sleep. Thank you, random DM girl, for fucking writing dumb shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't even wake me up for intelligent like, What the fuck, bro? Oh my God. <laughs> but, like, she doesn't have the ability... Or she didn't have the ability to separate an interaction with a viable sexual partner, viable male sexual option, from a regular male human being. Mm-hmm. So her intentions, or the way that she, like her habits, her natural, her nature basically made her start to view the interactions from the perspective that this guy's just trying to fuck. Rather than viewing it from the standpoint of, oh, what does this person want? This is a human being trying to be a human being with me. Just a human being interacting with another human being, right? So, and I think that's just because we aren't taught that, because and we aren't because we aren't even taught how to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with with a person. I think there's just two things that we have to be taught. We have to be taught how to be in a relationship with another person, and then how to be a human being. With other people. With other human beings. Yeah. And how to separate the two so that we don't intermingle it too often and end up causing problems. It, problems. Right. Like, for me, I go, like, well, it's like the fact that a woman in a club setting mm-hmm. 
is talking to another man and not like like there's a different like chatting up mm-hmm. like oh i can i can speak to a person but talking is different there's a level of connectivity mm-hmm. but like why are you trying to do the connectivity with a random person in a club when you have a man you have someone at home yeah it's like that's where the, that's where the even then that's where the that's where the females Oh, that's where the women in her group, her circle, yeah, her in her circle should have already stopped it. Yeah, should have should have cut it off. It, it, it should never get to the point where we're talking about grinding. We're talking about like, oh, why are you? Oh, he's dan. Oh, oh, my friend is dancing on this guy. Yeah, no, there's a difference between dancing on and dancing with. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's dancing on him. Yeah, that's when that that's apparently when her her, her friends, friends would be like, oh her, no, oh, what are you doing? Putting your butt on her on his crotch. Like no, yeah, like, that <laughs> becomes. But if, but before it crosses the line, like okay, let's say let's say a girl goes to a club. Okay, yeah, question: A girl goes to a club, right? Yeah, and and a guy approaches her and she's dancing with a guy. Should it be intervened? Yeah, absolutely. Why is she dancing with a guy? What do you, like 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 I'm talking like there's space between them. She's just dancing. The person came. And they're yeah. just dancing. You say should be intervened because that happens a lot at weddings. People switch partners and you're dancing. That's a with different concept. It, it, it's a different setting. That's a different concept. The concept is based is different because of the fact that, okay, let's say let okay, all right, let, let me let's set parameters. Is the guy is her guy there? Uh, give me an answer for both. If her guy's there, it's cool because the guy would be able to mediate the thing, and there's an understanding and a consent given from both partners mm-hmm. of what's going on. Okay. So, if if I'm at a wedding or at, at a club, right? Because we're going off of basically the original conversation where it's like, okay, um, it's a girl's night out. Right. It's a girl's night out. And she decides to go dance on another guy in the club. Not on, with. On, with, doesn't matter. No, no they're two different things. Okay, dance with a guy in the club. Okay. Why is she dancing with that guy in the club? Uh, that's a good question. It's a girl's night out. Why is she dancing with, with that guy a, in the club? Okay, the, consent, the consent that was given before, before she had went out was... It's a girl's night out. Okay, but what if it's like, I want to go dancing? And he's like, I don't want to go dancing. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go dancing. Who are you going to dance with? I, I'm, going, I'm going with my girls in, with the intention to dance with people at the place. So and that's come where with the me. problem comes. No, no, because she told him. She's like, hey, I'm going dancing. Are you coming? And he said, no. It's like, okay, but I'm going dancing. And he's like, all right. Okay, so but once again, the question would be asked. Who's Who going? are you going dancing right. with? Okay, fair enough. Hey, hey at that I'm, point, it's like okay, if I'm going, if I'm going dancing with my girls, the assumption that's being made is that I'm going to dance with my girls. There are people that she can dance with at that point. If she decides to go dancing with other people, and she doesn't say I'm going to go dance with other people, then that then that's not that's not that's not okay. The point but, okay, let's made. switch the genders though. Okay. A guy in a relationship is going to a club. He's like, I'm going to the club with my boys. Are you expecting him to dance with his boys? I expect him to not dance at all. Unless he wants to <laughs> dance with his... Like, look, if I were in a rela- if I'm in a relationship, right? Okay. And I say, yo, I'm going out I'm going out I'm going out clubbing. Mm. Or we're going, going out to clubbing. a club. Yeah. Going to a club. I'm gonna go dancing. Well, no, guy guy don't really say that, but alright. No, I'm just, no, we're switching we're switching, switching the, the genders, yeah. I'm yeah, literally yeah. just giving you the exact same point. Mm-hmm. I'm going out to the club. Alright. I'm gonna go dancing. Alright. Who are you going with? Who are you going with? I'm going with my boys. So you're going to go dance with your boys? Yes or no? So I'm going to go dance with my boys? Yeah. Are you going to go dance with your boys? No. So then you're not going out dancing. 
Wait, so if I don't get in the circle of dancing with boys, then I'm not going out dancing? Yeah, because then you're going to dance with girls. Okay. And then at that point, it becomes a problem, is it not? All right. Uh, hey, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. No. I'm just posing the question because a lot of things are like, okay, where's the line at? And I'm like, okay, some lines are, are and now that like, I've like formally entered a relationship, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I understand well, where all the lines are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I'm just saying based off of the communication that was given, mm-hmm. unless you are specifically saying the actual point of what you are saying, you're being coercive. Okay. So saying I'm going dancing with the girls, I'm going dancing with the boys, implies that the dancing is being had with the girls or the boys. Okay, so if you say, hey, I'm going dancing, then the question is asked, who are you, who are you going dancing with? Then you say, oh, I'm just going to go dance with random with men. With whoever's there. <laughs> no, because the question, if it's being asked by by men to women, the answer is, I'm going to go dance with random men. Yeah, okay. Then that becomes a problem for men. And if the other way around, then it becomes a problem for women. Yeah, fair enough. That is, it's just, it's communication. It's communication. And that's the problem that I have because, like, that's the problem I would have with, with it because, once again, we are not taught how to be open and honest with our actual communication. So we say stuff unintentionally or intentionally that is covertly deceptive. That omits the truth. It's, it's, you're being deceptive at that point. Okay. So, in that case, that becomes the culture by which we approach things. That's the reason why a girl can go out with her girls. And then it gets to the point where her girls only stop it. Because it's going too far. Because it's going too far. When it should have just never, never started to be in the way. first place. Okay, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I do agree with you. It's good. I don't, I don't like clubs anyway. Hmm. I personally, personally, my own personal opinion is I don't think if you're in a relationship you should be in a club. Because a club is, is a sexual mating ground. I don't think you should be in a club without your partner. Without your partner. Yeah, and um, the reason why I, I think weddings and clubs are mainly different because at weddings, like sometimes other people dance with your partner, you dance mm-hmm. with other people are yeah. different, is the setting. Because a wedding is a union of two people, so the the, the the culture and the and the and the setting around it isn't isn't highly sexually charged with everybody. Mm-hmm. With some people, it is because some people go to weddings to scam for women. Don't get me wrong, and there is alcohol <laughs> passed pass mm-hmm. around a wedding, yeah. but. In clubs, it is that is the setting. You get what I'm saying? See, at that's, a, at that's a wedding, what, that's an optional setting, while at clubs, that is the setting. See, that's where I would disagree. Okay. Because you don't dance at the wedding. You dance at the... Reception. Reception. Okay. But, and the reception mm. is very sexually charged. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. A guy will literally... Dude, they do like dance... They do like whole dances. There's a part of the... There's a part where most women will sit on a chair... With their garter belt and their husband and their now husband will go in, in between her yes, dress. But it's not sexually charged with everybody. It's sexually charged with with, with the bride and the groom and t- sometimes other couples. Well, it but depends on. That's the thing. I don't. I wouldn't say that just because. It's very. It's hard to necessarily say because I, from my like, mm-hmm. the assumption is that it's not sexually charged. My experience is, is that, that it is. is. Okay. Fair because anywhere you have dancing, music, and alcohol. It's going to get sexually charged. You're going to have a sexually charged environment. It's like yeah. saying, hey, this basement isn't sexually charged. Okay, let me throw some music. Let me throw some alcohol. Let me throw random people who yeah. are now drinking and dancing. Yeah. It's going to go up. I'm not, I'm not, that's the thing. Like For me, I go, okay, a wedding is not sexually charged. A reception is can be optionally. optionally sexually, yeah. But a lot of times, the dancing is... The dancing, the one thing that I, I respect about it is one... 
people okay so like for example i don't like a lot of times when it comes to relationships i know certain i know certain uh situations that end up just falling into place one of the big one is that if a woman is going to a wedding and she has a boyfriend or a man or husband or whatever right it's assumed that the husband's or the the guy's gonna go with her yeah right so the man's already there we assume Mm. that Anything outside of that norm is a pro- is kind of like weird, yeah. is weird, right? So we already have that as a premise, as a part of the premise of the conversation. Mm-hmm. The guy is there. If she wants to dance, the guy is there. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to dance, and she wants to dance, he's at least there to to moderate, to moderate, and, and vice versa. And once again, there's still a level of consent that's still maintained because he is presently aware of the situation. There's no deception. Yeah. He sees what's happening. If he want, if he thinks, if he thinks, oh, I'm cool with her getting grinded on by a random dude. He's there to at least watch it. <laughs> if he's not, if he's not okay with a, a random guy grinding on her, he just steps in and's like, yo, my man, what's what's pop? Like, yo, I got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's it's a it's just that level of okay, I can see what's going on. Therefore, therefore, there's no real deception. Mm. It's just. Whenever you decide to relinquish your consent to my actions, do that. If you don't do it, there's no problem. Okay. But the problem is, hey, if if I go out somewhere and I know that my girl isn't there and I decide to start doing things that can be viewed as disrespectful to my girl mm. simply because she's not there to stop me, that's the problem. No. Okay. Yeah. Because no, I'm only doing it. Yeah, I'm only doing it because you can't stop me. That's it. Yeah. No. I don't. I, I can't argue with that. I, I agree with that. I'm sorry. All right. So no dancing with anybody. Yeah. Don't. Unless your partner. Unless your partner gives you explicit consent. Yeah. Like I want to sign piece of paper with your with your partner's signature, his phone number, absolutely, a picture. The place I can reach him, the time, I want everything. Yeah, like be an intentional cuck. Don't be like accidentally getting cuck. Don't cucked. accidental cuck. Like don't <laughs> slide into cuck <laughs> into Dude, cuckery by accident. I didn't know that I was a cuck. <laughs> Everyone else did. Like, I, <laughs> like uh, be like be like those white those European couples that go to Jamaica and like like, oh my god, I can't wait to to see you just 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 tear Judah's pussy up. Uh, God, yeah. you look like a strapping young lad, don't you? Yo, the wild insurgence of uh, like cuckery. Yeah, that's uh, that has con- it's it's shocking. <laughs> modern men, modern men and modern women. Well, I mean, modern yeah. both of them. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I just mean like cuckery in general. The cuckolding, yeah, is mostly because yeah, just men are now a lot more like. Modern, willing to share. I don't. I just, <laughs> Yo, it's kind of wild. Like there was a there was a time I I vividly remember there was a time where you did not you did not ever like wife up the girl who's been ran by one of your homies. Yeah. Now these niggas is just like they don't, they don't, they don't go fuck. Keep bugging you and the homies. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway. You know what's funny? We have like we we've had like two weeks of conversation and mm. topics, but we're just like going off rip. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh, we should talk about this. We should talk about this. We should talk about this. And then now it's just like, oh yeah, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about on, this shit. Just landed on cuckoldry. 
Okay, so we were talking about the whole uh, Fresh and Fit Brittany Renner thing yeah. before the mic came on. Mm. And I do admit that I didn't get to watch the full interview with them. I did, yeah. Um, I saw the uh, like some clips of it. Mm. And um, from what I saw, Myron is his name, I think. Yeah. Didn't get... didn't do a great job defending his point but then again like i said i didn't watch the whole thing so i can't say that with certainty okay um yeah what do you think of the whole issue because we know why well she was kind of famous beforehand but we know why um she was like rocketed into superstar yeah because the whole the whole pj washington thing mm-hmm. um honestly it is a really good interview to watch uh mm-hmm. off the record i believe by dj academics Okay. Um, yeah, so it was it was actually a really good overall interview. Like, okay, so a lot of the backstory when it came to uh, Brittany Renner was kind of misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. She actually didn't get that much when it came to child support. Um, mm-hmm. She it was kind of just more just a random rumor that she kind of just went with because of clout. Obviously, you, you know, good news, clout bad news. Yeah, it is. It is. Check out the episode. Um, <laughs> So a lot of a lot of the actual context that was brought in initially was kind of misconstrued. So initially, Myron mm. before the podcast didn't know that she was actually going to be on the podcast, like at all. Whack. I know. So they kind of sprung it on her, on him. Mm-hmm. So before the podcast began, he was like, "Oh well, um, I don't know if it's going to be. I don't, I don't know if it's the. I don't know if the interview is going to go the way that you think it's going to go." Mm. He was talking to DJ Academics, not mm-hmm. Brittany Renner. It's like I don't know if I don't know if uh, the podcast is gonna go the way that you think it's gonna go because because like like I'm already I'm already used to girls like her mm-hmm. right and so the question that was asked initially by Brittany was oh because the whole it was like a whole initial thing where mm-hmm. they were talking about like they're talking about like oh each other and this is this is how I feel about people in general and male female dynamics that's the thing that Myron does for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his shtick. It's his shtick. He likes to bring stats and make a point to just basically be like, hey, here's female nature. All women are like this. This is how it goes, blah, 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 right? He basically does the whole globalization, general, you are this, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> the point that he, the point that got her off was the fact that he said that she's not special. Okay. Right. So that was where, that's where the whole thing went. It's like, oh, it's like, because Brittany basically said, oh, you, you said that you, you warned men about guys like me, right? Girls like me. No, girls like me, okay. sorry. Girls like me. So she was like, okay, well, tell me, tell me about girls like me. I mean, and that's the clip that I and saw. That, yeah, yeah, so then he's like, oh, well, you're not special, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I, you know, male-female dynamics, basically the idea is that men trade sexual exclusivity and sexual access to, to women, specifically for them to get um them to get uh provisions money mm. uh access clout blah 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 mm. in exchange right so she is not special that was the actual term that was used mm. she started catching feelings about that and started to go in on the guy so go what if I were to just call you a bitch ass nigga? Yeah, right? or you're the, forgettable. You're forgettable. Like, yeah, like, it's because like, oh, it would you would feel something from it, wouldn't you? It's like, so basically, the clip just goes and you know, you know, because they're on the back end because they said some genuinely flagrant colorist things and then tried to mask mm. it in um, preference, which is its own conversation. If you want to have that later, it'd be fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. 
basically the 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 net net of it was she kind of she kind of th- she kind of went off and the clip basically ends by the time that Myron actually just had let her ramble the fuck on, off. Yeah. And then afterwards the next part of it is basically him just explaining the fact that he's like why he's calling her not special. Mm. He didn't mean it in terms of oh, she's not special like as a person. Mm. It's more like she's not special when it comes to her intentions. Mm-hmm. Her intentions behind her actions are not special. They're not unique. They're not necessarily different from the norm. She is, she's essentially like any other woman mm-hmm. dating any other guy, exchanging her sexual access, her beauty, <clears throat> her feminine nature, all these different things for for her partner's masculine nature, provisions, resources, resources access, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the point that he was making was like, "Look, I'm not special because I'm just a guy." Mm. You're not special because you're just a girl. Mm. We're both not special. That was the own. That was, that was it. That was the mm. whole point of what he was saying. But media, so the media kind of sensationalized it because most people don't listen. Most, I, you know, it's funny. Mm. Though, I've started to realize that most people don't read yeah. anything. Um, most people don't. Most people don't read stuff, and most people don't listen to a full clip. They won't watch a video that's more than like three minutes. Even. Not even that, like a minute. So like they'll watch like the first little bit mm. of something, and then get the get the flavor that they want from whatever it is. So like right now, right now they have a negative light attached to them once again because the rightfully so thing, they yeah. did the, some fuck shit, right? Um, but doesn't mean what they were saying wasn't valid. Exactly. But all people want is the validation. It's an echo chamber effect. Like literally, people, and it's also because social media literally creates an a, like. An echo chamber based off your algorithms. Oh, it's yeah. All that shit. It's the worst. <laughs> like, literally, it's like, oh, my God, I'm being, I'm getting access to all this nuanced information. No, you're not, because the program wants you to only think tunnelly. But mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, basically, like, he, he went off, he, like, he went off on some fuck shit before. Mm-hmm. Now, now, mainstream media wants to shit on him. So, now, they're just letting... People shit on him. people shit on him and any and any clip that they have of them shit of that of him being shitted on, they are clipping down specifically to the part where he gets shit on. Exactly, and it doesn't help that his like friend like Walt like Walter uh, uh, Fresh yeah. Fresh CEO, yo that guy says some stuff, and I'm like yo yo <laughs> yo, I, nigga, yo you ever have that one friend that like yo you're winning an argument and then like. You just want to turn to him like, yo, you're not helping. Like, just oh, this is this is one clip of uh of of this one show that I used to watch. Like, it's like, it's D and D related, but like, yeah. one of the it's a voice actor who's doing like a whole thing. Like, it's a scenario of like, the scenario is basically um, closing statements at a at a trial, yeah. right? And it's the defense attorney and the client. Right, okay. and the defense attorney is just trying to trying to trying to bring up like all this information, like oh. The prosecution is has painted a picture of my of my client as though he were some kind of radical, evil person just out to out to basically end the world and blah blah blah, blah and all this and all this terrible stuff like, and we have made it very clear from the evidence that we brought that this is circumstantial. There is no there is no viable reason why anyone would would think that. My client is clearly an upstanding citizen. Sure. He may have his flaws. And then the client's like, yeah, I mean, I killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the, defense, the defense attorney's like, 
what the f-? and he goes over to him like, oh shit did I fuck up did I fuck up did I fuck? that is literally that is literally Walter cause like every single thing that Myron wants to say <laughs> Walter says some shit it doesn't help the point it doesn't help the point <laughs> like at all <laughs> yeah, I killed that guy. Whatever. It's like, oh, we don't simp. We don't do that <laughs> fuck shit. Yeah, I mean, like, except for that white girl that I dated. And the worst part is that he talks kind of slowly too. So it's like, dude, you're really not helping. You're not your point helping here. You're not. It's not the best light that you're shining on. Ironically, no enough though. In the actual interview, he was actually pretty good. So I don't really, I don't knock him for that. Mm. I just think they have like such a funny. Because yeah. like it's like Myron is kind of the guy who's doing all the actual f- like legwork, legwork, and like Walter is just kind of there, almost like almost like like you know how like sometimes like, okay so trainers right they'll have mm-hmm. they'll have the before and after picture, mm-hmm. and they'll usually be working out with a client that they clearly are trying to like get to be the example for the testimony, mm-hmm. like. Fresh CEO seems like Myron's testimony. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, look at this simp right here. I'm going to turn him into, into, a, a gangster. into a gangster from simp to pimp. Look at him now. <laughs> I, 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 I used to... I, uh, take this in. Like, like, bro, this guy is... Yo. He's a bum. But I like him. He's cool people. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. I didn't want to talk on it too much. Mm-hmm. Because, because, like I said, I didn't watch the whole video. But I do think it's interesting... I do, actually I just kind of think the stories surrounding the two, the two worlds like Brittany Renner and uh, Fresh and Fit were mm-hmm. like were interesting separately and them them colliding just felt like a like, like a shark tornado that to, I would really want to watch. To be honest, to be honest, the funnier part if you actually watch the full video, <clears throat> um, they actually like Fresh and Fit actually like support Brittany Renner's like approach on life. Okay, like literally because. Essentially, their whole their whole shtick is not necessarily hey, let's let's actually shit on women for mm-hmm. their behavior. Like they're not telling women hey, do better mm-hmm. or stop 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 tricking on men or stop finessing these niggas. Yeah. Instead, their message is hey, all women will try to finesse on you. Here's how you out finesse them. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so it's like a counter. It's like a counter yeah. counter action as opposed to hey, do better. It's like yeah. Thing. Oh. And like they don't really, they don't, they don't, they literally celebrate because they're Miami lifestyle, so they celebrate all aspects of it. So they celebrate the the women who are literally mm-hmm. finessing men. So like Brittany Renner, even if she wants to not necessarily take that as her light right now, the optics of her is essentially she finesses men. Yeah, but see the thing, and the thing about that, my, my main problem is like, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a thing, do a thing. Yeah. And if you're gonna do the thing and then also put out a whole bunch of videos beforehand of you of this is the thing that you're trying to do. Because mm-hmm. I heard some of her videos about getting a man and getting him with a baby and yeah. doing all this. It's like it's like well, you've already told us what you're gonna do. So now now backtracking doesn't make any sense. Like you get what I'm saying? I respected yeah. her more when she's like, This is this is what I'm after, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, PJ, like she told you what she was about and you you still fell for it. But yeah. now she's not like but that's not what I'm about. And I'm like, I was really looking. I wanted love. Yeah. Uh, you see that little <laughs> bit of respect I had? Yeah. It just went out the window because you started to backtrack. You started to talk out of the side of your mouth instead of like saying it with your chest. Yeah. After completing the mission that you told us you were on. Yeah. Because it's, re- it's the red flag again. Once again, she wanted to play victim after she was caught yeah. being the victimizer. But like even then, it's like, like from her rationale, the way that I'm just giving the point that she actually brought because mm-hmm. they brought it up. 
her rationale was basically heck hey um i only wanted to play up the narrative because that was the narrative that was being that was being portrayed for me Mm -hmm. so it's like me trying to out convince you guys when i was clearly just doing this shit as a joke as a gag ends up becoming more tedious than me just following along with the with the trend because like even her book right Mm -hmm. the book that she actually wrote um it was sensationalized and marketed as though it was like the superhead book mm-hmm. where it's like she's just trying to do like memoirs and and expose niggas for like Nation. like getting like getting like just doing her and shit mm-hmm. but like the book actually was more just about her talking about her own her own relationship like like woes mm-hmm. so she was just honest about her actual relationship problems it wasn't like her it wasn't like her celebrating mm-hmm. the fact that she was getting tossed around it was just her talking about the fact that she got tossed around because she got tossed around. Okay. So I was like, her, but once again, the marketing became sensationalized because, yeah. because media basically painted her in a certain optic. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, well, I'm going to be painted in this optic regardless of if I did it do or it or not. not. Yeah. And because people, once again, don't read, yeah. nobody's going to read the book in the first place. But so to get the actual information, they're going to go based off of like the optic. the the optic and then try to paint the narrative based off of that but is but was the optic not part of her initial brand absolutely so so you can't really complain about your brand if that's the brand that you started and like you get what i'm saying yeah. you, you you grew yeah that was the seed you plant and now it's, it's bearing fruit no one thousand yeah yeah one thousand percent once again it's not her it's not even like because once again i even look at that statement her mm-hmm. rationale as her trying to play a victim mm-hmm. i wouldn't look i would just say that's just that's just a part of the, the narrative, but it's still like you clearly pried into it. So you're no longer the victim. Mm-hmm. You were a willing participant of whatever situation was being brought up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is a valid point to make, to bring up the fact that, yeah, regardless, the optics is what basically determines how she was moving mm-hmm. in the situation. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. No, so, I mean, that was basically the most part for that. I mean, and then it was just like them talking about. How, um, you know, they they did the whole statistics thing. They did the whole, hey, because you have a kid and you have these optics applied to you and you're 30 years and you're about to turn 30 and you make a lot of money and all these different things. It's going to be more difficult for you to find a man. And then, like, the other clip that was uh, rolling around was when when Brittany admitted that, like, P.J. Washington was cheating. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why she left. And, like, Myron's like, what? You left because of some cheating? Yeah, yeah. You left for a little cheating? Because it is one of those things that they like to push. Um, I agree with the sentiment. I don't agree with the action. Yeah, I don't agree with the action. So I agree with the sentiment that um, a man man with a whole lot of money has options options will will eventually feel as though they should exercise those options. I don't agree with cheating Mm -hmm. at all. I I don't even think it's a, it's a man because it could also because it go it kind of goes both especially in a modern day it kind of mm-hmm. goes both ways it's just women have more options when they're younger yeah right and it's like it's like the the likelihood it's not that you will cheat it's just that the likelihood of you exercising those options mm-hmm. is higher like you shouldn't like you shouldn't go into a situation without that being something that you can put at least in the back of your mind as a possibility to happen in the situation it's mm-hmm. like it's like a guy going into um into a relationship not expecting marriage. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what are you doing? What, what are, are you doing, doing here? It's, it may happen. 
It may not happen, but it may happen. But it may happen. Yeah. It's still a possibility. And I'm on, I'm not talking about like oh every guy cheats. I'm saying specifically, if you are if you are living a high if because women want to play the hypergamy game, right? Yeah. They want to play the high access, high value man game, yeah. but then are surprised when men want to play the same game because it's a it's still the hypergamy game. Yeah. Like look at look at where like we don't like we look at things in terms of a Western lens when it comes to like this weird high high economic value kind of lifestyle but like if you look at literally anywhere else in the world mm-hmm. where men are making well above seven figures they have multiple wives yeah. my uncle is my uncle is an actual multimillionaire like half mil like half a billion mm-hmm. easily his company makes half a billion just in trucking across 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 africa mm-hmm. he has seven wives Hey, if you can afford them. It's it's like because that's just the general rationale. Eventually once you get to that level, it's like Yeah, you can drive one car. Yeah, but, but how many people only how many people at that level only drive one car? Right, yeah. How many people at that level only have one house? How many people at that level only have like one child? It's like and I'm not saying I'm not saying, hey, let me devalue women to the point where they are objects. Because that's not my mentality. Mm-hmm. But if you are if you are not surprised that people on that level will devalue you mm-hmm. as though you are an object, you clearly don't understand the hypergamy game. Yeah. Fair. So that that was basically what he was what he was bringing up to her. It's like, look, you just love because of a little cheating. He's giving you everything else that you want. So why are you leaving for a little bit of cheating? You really will only have like two different options because you have to understand that that's just a part of the game. At that level, you, so the yeah. next nigga will also the next nigga at that level is also very high cheat. likelihood to cheat. He's gonna cheat. Yeah. So you either lower your level so that you're at the level of a man who's not following the hypergamy game, mm-hmm. or you just have to accept a little bit of cheating. Yeah. So so depending on the games you play, you have to accept the rules. Yeah. It's like you know your man's on the road all, all the, the time. time, and you don't expect him to want sex. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You're, yeah, congratulations. You're in Charlotte. Yeah. Your man's only there five, six times a, a year, yeah. a month, I maybe. To, I expect him not to want sex. Especially when there's this, like, a gaggle of, of gold-digging whores throwing themselves at his there's, feet. There's a lot of sex all the time yeah. around him available. Constantly, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. It's, it's, and he's young. And he's rich. And he's horny. All the time. He's still a teenager. Which is why you literally... Do you remember being a teenager? You remember how hard it was to think? Dude, the reason why he wanted you because it was because you were hot. You think he doesn't... You think he magically just stops wanting hot women after he got you but can't even have you all the time? Yeah. You think he just doesn't want to be with hot women anymore? Or... Like, what are we talking about? But once again, that's like... It's not even really a knot because once again, it's just... It's just that part of the game. The game is the game. The game is the game, honestly. <laughs> no. Do you see the thing? I find that a lot of guys are okay with the rules. Okay? Yeah. They complain about it. Oh, my God. They can bitch about it. On the internet, mm-hmm. guys can bitch about the rules of the game, but they understand that the game is the game. You get what I'm saying? They understand oh, yeah. that women are hypergamous by, by nature, mm-hmm. and they can be like, oh, my wife left me for a better guy, but they, they're like, that's just what it is. Women do not like the rules of the game. Yeah, but I would, I would actually kind of push back on that because men hate divorce. 
men hate divorce. Men hate divorce. Yes, because but, but divorce is a part of the game now. Divorce is a part of the game, and that, and that's the, and yes, that is a problem. But that is alimony is a part of the game. But that's more child support is a part of the game. That's more of a legal problem, and that's because the they hate that, but that can be changed. That can because be because it's a le- it's a law that has been implemented, and laws can be amended. Mm-hmm. That can be changed. So complaining about that's not as bad as women are hypergamous. What are you gonna do? Change all women? No, I mean, that's a part of the hypergamous game. Divorce is a part of the hypergamous game. Mm. Like, I've been told by multiple women, like, it's the men who don't have the money mm-hmm. that complain about the divorce grape. Yeah. These men who these men who are, like, multi-millionaires don't really, like, they feel a way for losing $50 million. It's like, yeah, but okay, the, I'll yeah, but make that, it back. But that makes sense. Uh, who, who, I think it was... Um... Jeff Chris, Bezos. Chris, Chris, Rock, Chris Rock said, was, was, was it Chris Rock that said the joke? It's like, he shouldn't have killed her, but I understand. Yeah. It's like, if you're making, you're making five, you're making, what, uh, 10 million, they take mm. five, you ain't starving. You're making, like, 30,000, might yeah. have to kill the bitch. Like, that, that yeah. was the joke he that's was saying, the, right? And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, the hypergamous game, it's because the hypergamous game kind of trickles downward. Mm-hmm. And then men who shouldn't be playing the hypergamous game playing. start playing the hypergamous game. So if you're making $30,000 a year yeah. and you're letting your wife not work, you're stupid. You're, yeah. Like, you're just a fucking idiot. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Then you're like, oh, my God, 80% of divorce, 80% of, 80% of marriages end in divorce. And I'm still getting, and, and half of the time, if the woman isn't making any money, the man loses half of his shit. So then with your $30,000, why is your wife not making any money? Yeah. You clearly are putting yourself in a position that's stupid. Yeah. And then are complaining no, about the outcome. It's the same thing. It's the choice. same thing with the Bradley Renner. You're putting yourself uh, you're putting yourself in a position where she she is now has to flex the hyper like her hypergamy. She has to exercise her hypergamy. Yeah. Right? Like you go you you getting with a man that's constantly on the road, mm-hmm. he's more likely to cheat on you. Mm-hmm. You getting with a woman that you can't for lack of a better term, afford. Yeah. In the same she you're putting her in a position where she's likely going to cheat on you. Yeah, absolutely. Especially being a woman and being a young woman, men are throwing themselves at her mm-hmm. in droves. So it's either like, yo, get your game up or stop playing the game. Yeah, I just think that a lot of people who complain about this shit are just people who haven't optimized themselves for the game and then complain when they lose the game because they didn't optimize themselves for the game. So what, what would you say is the optimal setting for a man for the game? Get rich before you get married. That's really it. I agree. It's like, that is, like, get rich before you get married. Otherwise, if that's not an option, don't marry a woman who clearly... Requires finer, the finer thing. Like, is, that's the thing. I don't... I, ignorance is bliss. I get it. But sometimes just being stupid... is not an excuse. Like, you play... You act... You play a stupid player, you're gonna... You're gonna be a... You're gonna be in a stupid game. Like, mm-hmm. you're gonna... Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, what the fuck are you telling me? Like, yo, you don't make any money. Why are you getting married? Why are you getting married? I mean, why are you in a like, relationship? Why are you trying? Why are you trying to support a family that yeah. you clearly can't support? Like, okay, I get it. What do you bring to the table? Is a shitty question. But some men honestly have to ask themselves, yeah. what do I bring to the table? Because, Facts. nigga, you broke. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you in a relationship, nigga? You well, are broke. Why are you in a relationship? You are broke. Like you know, you go. Why are you say, getting? Why are you getting women pregnant? You're broke. You have no prospects, and you have two baby mamas. Like, What's going on? Like, what do you like? Reevaluate yourself sometimes. And same thing to the same women getting pregnant yeah. for the for the broke niggas. He has no baby. He has nothing, dude. What? Dude, I have the exact same issue for ugly bitches who want to play who want to play pretty bitch pro- pretty bitch games. Like, 
Why are you trying to talk to this man? You're ugly. Yo, there's nothing. Like, there's get a nothing job. Stronger than ugly girl confidence. Yo, ugly girl confidence pisses me off. <laughs> Holy shit, ugly girl confidence, baby mama girl confidence. Bitch, what the fuck? Take care broke, of your kid. Broke nigga confidence. Yo, oh my god, it made me so mad, yo, dude. Yo. It's just the niggas who, you are not supposed to be in the club. You are not on the list for this club. Don't come into the the game as the game club. You don't. You are not qualified. You do not you, like you. You do not have the capacity for this. Like, <laughs> you ain't got the capacity. For, you have, ain't got the facilities for that one. The facilities for this one. Like, bro, just shut the fuck up and get your game up. Like, what the, the game is the game. No, no, I'm, I, I've been saying it, and I've been telling a lot of my niggas. Like, the only answer to ever to all of your problems with women and this is for the guys, because yeah. we get a lot of flack for for giving it to girls. This yeah, is for the guys. You gotta get colder. Oh, bro. Just, it doesn't matter what, you're like, oh, colder with what? Colder with everything. Steph is cold. Yeah. Is so, yo, that nigga is real. Yo, I saw that, and that I'm like, actually, so he, 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 he's speaking the facts. You got to get colder. Get your money up. Like, get your dress, get your dress game up. Yeah. Like, like, if, if and Jordan Peterson's right. If they're not picking you, then something's wrong with you. you. Yeah. That's the end of and the story. And vice fucking versa. And, the, and vice versa. I, I really hate the fact that, um... A lot of women think that uh, men want from them what they want or what they want from men. Yeah. So it's like you're telling me that that you you have a great job and you have a house and you have a car and all that stuff. It's like it's like and saying that I should value that. It's like me saying, but I have every episode of Dragon Ball Z on Blu-ray. <laughs> what do you? <Yeah. laughs> what do you? It's like if I'm not bringing what you want to the table. Then clearly I shouldn't be at the fucking table. Yeah, and it's just that simple. And if it gets to the point where 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 you're bringing things to the table they, that they don't want, then you need to reevaluate like your listening skills. Kev, okay, so Kevin Samuels, um, who had brought up the name? He <laughs> 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 brought up Jordan Pearson and Kevin Samuels today. Yeah, we definitely get canceled. Stay tuned for the rest of the rowing podcast after this break. Dude, 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 transition. Anyways, uh, so Kevin Samuels brought up this one interesting point, right? Okay. It's like, never expect someone to value your valuables the way you value your valuables. Facts. That's like, just because you like your kid yeah. doesn't mean I like your kid. Just because you like your, your Yu-Gi-Oh collection doesn't mean I like your Yu-Gi-Oh collection. Facts. It's like you you don't. It's a it's a god. So many people need to understand economics when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Relationships is simply an e- a game of economics. The simple supply demand chain. If like it's not about your supply. It's about, what's in, it's about what's in demand. Yeah. If you don't know what's in demand, you don't know what to supply. Mm-hmm. And if you are constantly thinking about oh. I want to make this available and have this because I like this. And people don't want it? Guess what? People don't want it. People don't want it. Oh, you, I'm, I'm okay with having like 20 kids before marriage because I love my kids. Like, yeah, but do men want that? Oh, well, I care about being a bum on a couch. Play video, doesn't games. Play video games. Who doesn't? Who doesn't fucking like wash themselves yeah. all day? Like, yeah, but do women want that? I've never, I've never lifted a weight in my life. I'm, <laughs> I'm mad weak. I don't know how to talk to women. I smell like shit, yeah. and I, I'm a chronic mas- masturbator. Do women want that? Yeah, 
Yeah. No. Do do, do people and it's like do people want what you're offering? And yeah. if no, then go out there and get things and get what they like. It's like a job. It's 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 exactly like a job. You need the qualifications for the job you're applying for. Yeah. Sometimes you might get by because you got lucky. Mm-hmm. And then you grow into the job, but most times you won't. And a lot of times it's because you have to adapt to the job. You don't just continue to be the same person and eventually they go, oh, well, you didn't have any of the qualifications and you clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing in this situation, but we're going to keep on paying you to work this job yeah. that we clearly need somebody to work properly. Yeah, and you're fighting and you're like, all these jobs are fucked up. The yeah. jobs need to change. It's the jobs <laughs> with the problems. <laughs> and that's actually the real thing that we have to come as a nuance because I, I've, 2022 has made me realize and also, you know, just coming into a, coming into a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. Like, single, yeah, I know. Single, single culture is a lot different from relationship culture. It's going to be wild. But um, the one thing I'm realizing is, like, we have the same problems on both sides. We just don't like to communicate with each other because, once again, the red flag. We want to be victims more than we want to be victimizers. We want to be victims more than we want to change. Yes. So, like, we have the same problems. It's literally the same problems, but it's just like, and that's actually, okay, so, because I eventually want to talk about the fresh, like, fresh refit and all mm. this different shit, but, like, that's, that's my only real gripe that I genuinely have against fresh and fit. Mm. Like, I understand it specifically from a market value standpoint. Like, hey, speak to your niche, sensationalize for your niche, make sure your niche is, is fed, right? So... Their niche is the incel community. Yeah. There's a bunch of incel losers, mm-hmm. flat out, who just want, who are mad at women because of the fact that they feel victimized by women. Because their entitlement wasn't held up. Like, they're entitled to women and that, that entitlement wasn't fulfilled. No, it's because they wanted to play the hypergamy game, even though they don't fucking have, have anything to hypergamy. <laughs> hypergamy. <laughs> it's just, they broke. It's just like, you're an incel. You're out of shape. So, you want to date me? All broke. right, what you got? I got rocks. <laughs> you want some rocks? I got a rock. <laughs> oh, fucking Charlie Brown ass niggas. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Charlie Brown ass niggas on the internet just talking cash shit to women through ta- through typing on, on fucking Reddit or some shit. But it's like, or Twitch. Holy shit. But um, it's that insult community that also made OnlyFans a big thing. Like, that made e-girls a fucking, like, Sensation that made it that made it so that women could get sponsored, mm-hmm. like it's that exact same community that they that they sensationalize, and they don't like yeah they give out programs to help them to become better, mm-hmm. but they don't make it a point to to actually like denigrate their it's behavior the, the people the, the people because yeah even you it's need like, to call out your your, your community yeah. to let them know hey. This is where you're fucking wrong. This is where you guys need to fucking work on. Not just be like, oh, well, here's your pro- here's the programs to help you become colder. It's like, no, you have to tell these niggas, bro, you're not cold. You're not. You're not cold. You're not you're getting not no sick. bitches. Like, you're not getting no bitches. Not because the bit. Not because the bitches is the problem. Yeah, you ain't pushing pee, my nigga. Yeah, you don't <laughs> got it, and that's the problem. So they put on these women, and they yeah, they shit on the women and all this stuff, and they they like, oh, we're exposing how women are. I'm like, okay, that's great, expose it. But it shouldn't feel like, oh, it shouldn't feel like we're exposing them and they're the problem. Mm. We're, we're exposing, exposing them, them and it is what it is. And it is what it is. Now, figure out how to get through it. Yeah, figure out what you're going to do. And honestly, 
I was listening to this um actually this morning when I, while I was working I was listening to this guy on um YouTube and he was just having uh, it was like an interview with a girl or mm-hmm. their co-stars or something like that. And he was like, "Yo, honestly, anybody that's like selling you a way to pick up chicks is fucking scamming you, because because at the end of the day, they give you all these lines to memorize, and yeah. smooth openings, but you, you, you're just gonna get it from talking to chicks." And I'm like, "Actually, this guy's speaking facts." That is the you know that's the reason why like a while ago, a long time ago, I had this one uh, opinion that I hated, not hated, but I I didn't like motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. I didn't like motivational books at all. Because a lot of times it's just them sensationalizing common sense bullshit and getting you to feel confident, but not actually getting you to be confident. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's how I feel when it comes to, like, the guys who try to sell you on how to talk to girls. It's like, they're just trying to, they're, they're getting you, they're getting you to feel confident. I'm not really being any any better. I feel, I, I feel what you're saying about motivational. And the thing I hate about motivation is that it dies away once you stop listening to mm-hmm. it. So then I've, lear- I've learned to use motivational speakers in a targeted way. Yeah. In the way like I'm doing something that I know that I'm going to fizzle out from. So, so I'll have a motivational speaker speaking in the background. You get yeah. what I'm saying? To get that motivation up. It's like, no, I got this. Like, I'm working out, right? Mm-hmm. And I really need to push through these last few sets. I'll turn on a motivational video of someone like, tell you, like you know, you know, yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. ones, right? Like, um, Motiversity Hub or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and I'll, I, yo, I'll go, like, Super Saiyan. But at the same time, I know that once I, like, turn this off and walk out of the gym, it's not going to motivate me through my whole day. Exactly. See, like, for me, I look at motivational speakers and motivation as, like, two different things. So... Mm-hmm. One, it's kind of like sparking the flyer mm-hmm. when you're trying to make a campfire. It's so like, you know, when you like you hit the rocks and the flint and make the little sparks. And yeah. the sparks come up and, oh, my God, a little flame, right? Right. So, and I also look at, like, you ever seen, like, Fast and the Furious, like, when they hit the NOS? Yeah. Like, the, and the pff, goes, like, super yeah. fast and all that stuff. I look at it from both. I look at motivation as only appropriate in those two different um, standpoints. So, it either needs to spark you to start, to start you going. Mm-hmm. Or get you when you already are slowing down. But the problem is when people are too busy thinking about the NOS and the spark, they're not thinking about the fuel. Mm-hmm. With a campfire, you can spark a flame, but if you don't put, in, if you don't put enough wood, it's going to die out immediately. Mm-hmm. With NOS, yeah, you can, you can hit the NOS, but if you don't have enough gas in your car, your car's going to stop. Your car's going to stop. Yeah. And that's, like, that's the one thing that ends up being... Um, a part of it that we don't always take into consideration when it comes to motivational speakers is like, yeah, it's great that you got me feeling great, but have you made me any better? Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like, I wouldn't like if every motivational speaker was free. Mm-hmm. If they were free, like the ones on YouTube, everyone. Oh yeah. If they're all free, if Tony, Rob- if Anthony Robbins was free. If Jordan Peterson was free, if if Thomas, Les Brown yeah. was free, yeah. Eric Thomas was free, I would have no problem with it. But it's like, what do you like? T.D. Fletcher if he was free, whatever. Yeah. We have no problem with it. But it's like, it's a lot of it's a lot of money for a sensation. For a sensation, and all it is is just spark the flame and then get out, get on, and go back to being a loser. And go back to doing what you're doing. And yeah, especially yeah. because it's once again guided and targeted toward. And this is more because I'm a man. It's mm-hmm. guided and targeted towards loser men. Yeah. It's like, what happens when you feel that high, and then you have to go back, back to your down, low? Yeah. You, you you understand that uh, that that consistency will get you farther with the motivation. Exactly. Because showing up when you don't want to do it 
will get you farther than motivation. Exactly. And using that motivation to help get you there on the days you don't want to do it mm-hmm. is what will is, is what will help. But like using it as like, oh hey, this is I, without it I can't without it, if this wasn't planned I can't get not not see that. like I was a trainer for a long time right and the one thing that I would I would hate was when because I would ask them because I would ask I would ask okay so it's hard to hard to explain this without having to shit on parts of my industry but I would ask my I would ask my uh, clients at the beginning. What are you? What do you expect a trainer to give you? Mm-hmm. Right. Some people would say motivation. I would immediately cross them out. I'd just say go go speak to a fitness fitness trainer. Like what? It's like yeah, go go to a fitness class. If you want, if you want motivation, go to a fitness class. Mm-hmm. I'm not that. Right. Others would say um, discipline. I'd be like, that's what I want. Discipline, although discipline is the hardest thing, I'm gonna let you. So I'm gonna let you know mm. if you ask me for discipline, you're gonna hate me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. all the fucking time. There will never be a moment where you don't, because I'm literally having to remake you. What I like is accountability. Mm-hmm. The people who just want somebody to keep them accountable, because when you're just trying to keep somebody accountable, you're just trying to tell them, hey, keep putting fire on that log, mm-hmm. keep putting fire on that log. Keep putting fire on that log. I don't have to spark you. I don't have to do anything past that point. Just look, Keep you need up. somebody to tell you, hey, you need to build this habit. And mm-hmm. I'm just here to help you build the habit. Discipline is so difficult because it's like you have to spark them. Mm-hmm. Then you have to tell them to keep that fire. And you got to yell at them. They yell at them all the time. Like you're not going to like me. Yeah. But at least if I'm trying to, at least if I'm just trying to keep you accountable, persistent, consistent. Mm-hmm. There are going to be moments where eventually I don't have to do that anymore. And you're valuing the fact that, hey, hey, we're just having a conversation. We're just having this. But like the people who just want to be motivated, like, yeah, they're like the worst people because they are so inconsistent. Yeah. All yeah they, want to, they only want to show up when 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 it when they feel like showing up. No, it's not even that. It's like. It's like, OK, you know, the whole you can lead a horse to water, but you can't yeah, make them drink, drink it. Yeah. Right. So. As a trainer. If motivation would be trying to get the horse out of the stable, like <laughs> just trying to get the horse out of the stable is motivation. Yeah. Right. Um, getting them, like leading them to water, just be like, you know, just teaching them, educating mm-hmm. them how to do this stuff. Right. The drinking is the, is the, is the persistent, accountable, like just, keeping keeping them on track right but like it's probably it is far easier Mm. to lead the horse to water lead the horse to water and eventually just get them to the point where they feel thirsty enough to drink than to try to get them out of the stable yeah okay in the first place and it's like that's the shittiest part of it it's like yeah, it's 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 getting it's getting it's showing up. Yeah, it's getting them to want to just fucking go drink water. Mm-hmm. Get uh, get out of bed. So a trick that I've been using, I heard about, and I've been using to get me to do things mm-hmm. like like my writing, because because honestly, sometimes I don't, I'm not like motivated, quote mm-hmm. unquote, to, to to start writing or to like do something. Is I is five to ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like even a friend that's like, hey, how do I start going to the gym? Because I go, like, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how do I go to the gym that consistently? I'm like, honestly, go for 10 minutes. 
like over 10 minutes for 30 days. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the habit is ingrained. You wake up, first thing you do, go to the gym. 10 minutes, doesn't matter, right? And then you can work, like, like when you start working on these habits, work on the habits, like, work on, because every action you do is a, is an accumulation of a bunch of habits, right? Yeah. So, so instead of trying to, like, make all these habits at once and tie them all together at one time, make them slowly, just work on showing up, because that's usually the hardest part, getting yeah. out of bed. Uh, out of your warm bed into the cold air and mm-hmm. going is the hardest part. So do that every day until the point where like you don't even have to think about it. Like like your alarm goes off, whoosh, you're out of bed. Yeah. All right, we've we've hit that mark. Now you're gonna go to the gym for ten for ten minutes. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You're hang out there. You're gonna lift a weight for ten minutes. You're gonna walk around. You're gonna say hi to the people you know. And, and then eventually just get caught up in the flow of it, and then you're already doing it. And then, and and then you're doing point, it, right? You're a habit. Yeah. And it's 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 it wor- actually works wonders. Yeah. Because because it's it's building like like i said consistency will will get you farther than bursts of motivation absolutely but the thing i would say about it is like even in context is like okay so the hardest thing to do is to motivate somebody to start something Mm -hmm. so for that when it comes to motivational speakers i genuinely respect them so much Mm -hmm. because literally the actual the actual just getting somebody to do that five to ten minutes is really where is really the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not the problem. Like the working out is not the problem. The getting up and going is the problem. Mm-hmm. So even so, like if you can get them to build that habit, you're you're Gucci. You're golden out the you're gate. Gucci. Yeah. I just don't like pure motivation without 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 yeah. anything past that point. So for me, like when it comes to being a trainer, mm-hmm. it's all about discipline. Discipline is a combination of, of, of motivation and like consistency, like accountability or yeah, accountability. Motiv- it's, it's like for me, I have to both motivate you and keep you accountable, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to disciplining you or getting you to the point where you are disciplined. I am the happiest when I just have to keep somebody accountable for it because they already are motivated to want to work out. Mm-hmm. They just need somebody to prevent them from falling out of their motivated state. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of the thing. So it's like that is probably the hardest part. That's really it. Like, but okay. But bringing it back to the whole fresh and fit thing, mm-hmm. I just think that they're motivating people yeah. without keeping them accountable. Yeah, and actually, that's the biggest thing because. They were talking on the same podcast about the fact that, um, like, the views on their other shows where they're talking about, like, finances and exercise and health and nutrition are, like, like minuscule compared to the ones where they're just shitting on shitting women. Shitting on bitches, yeah. Shitting on women, right? So, for me, it's like, if you are aware of that, then... If you're aware of that and your and your goal and your intention is not to simply profit off of your off of your people, mm-hmm. then you should probably dial down the shitting on women and bump up the finances, the, the finances and stuff. Like because if personal it, accountability stuff. Exactly. Because you know that the goal is to get them to the point where they can get these women. Mm-hmm. And you know that the fact is that it's not because the women are trash. It's because they're trash. Mm-hmm. So if your goal is to actually get them there, yeah. you got to... the more accountable. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like if, I, if, if I'm a trainer, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm a trainer 
And I know that the issue is not motivating my person, but keeping them accountable. And I don't get more accountable, and I don't try to up the accountability, then I'm being a, I'm being a terrible trainer. Mm-hmm. If I just up the motivation, like, oh, well, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, oh, God, oh, let me send all this shit, right? Like, that's not going to do it eventually. Mm-hmm. I know what the problem is, but if I'm not addressing the problem and I'm just addressing the thing that's cool, like, that's not going to get me there. And it's even worse when it comes to, like, because once again, it's like, okay, I can motivate you to go to the gym, right? But I can't, I can't, like, unless, I, unless I'm teaching you how to do the, the exercise properly, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. I can motivate you to do the five to ten minutes, but if you don't know how to work out, what do I, what, what's going to happen at mm-hmm. that point? Now you're just walking around, talking to people, swinging around dumbbells, but you're not getting any, any further because you haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's when the accountability comes in. That's when the actually having to do the legwork comes in. But if I'm so focused on just getting you to go to the gym mm-hmm. and I don't do anything to get you to work out. Then I'm failing you. Then I'm failing you. Yeah. And that's probably my only thing when it comes to like fresh and fit. Um, motivational speakers. One of, one of the most motivational speakers. Like this is the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's actually the reason why I really like the roommates podcast a lot. Okay. Because they have found a beautiful balance between um, <clears throat> wanting to wanting to bring nuance to the conversation on men and women, mm-hmm. but also being really heavy-handed on the fact that it's not the women's fault. It's your fault. Yeah. And unless and it's only your fault because you want to play the game. That the, women, that the women are playing. Yeah. The women are playing properly. They're playing the game better than you are. That's the problem. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, damn. <laughs> just a damn that's it so that's I mean because once again that, that's I mean it's funny I like I like I like being this is the thing I like about about like talking on the podcast right mm-hmm. it's like I get loaded into a into a, like a mindset and then everything kind of follows along with it so like my mindset is like look people just want to be the victim that's it the reason why the, like all of these all these male all these male oriented even female or because it was female oriented initially. initially, like with yeah. the real, the view, yeah. all those bullshit male like women ran, like toxo whatever the fuck yeah. programming, right? And then just men started doing the exact same thing and profiting the same way. But like it's all just oh, men are the victims of women. In oh, in, in, women are the in victims vi- of men, men. Yeah. but it's not it's not that. It's just hey, the game is the game. And we're all victimizing each other. Not even that. We're not victimizing any of us. We are just losing. And because we don't want to admit that we're just (laughs) fucking losers, we want to be victims instead. Look, the game is the game. If you're losing the game, it's not because the other person is a victimizer. It's just that they're the fucking winner and you're the fucking loser. If I'm running a race and I'm running faster than you, it's not because I tripped you. It's because you don't fucking run faster than me. That's it. You're a fucking loser. Stop being a fucking loser and then you won't lose the fucking game because the game is the game. Yo, I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Let me just... Like, that's it. Like, and that's my problem. Once again, that's why that's my biggest red flag. Mm-hmm. Look, if you're... And I, I was going to sound so fucked up. But like, if you're losing in a relationship, it's not because you're the victim. It's because you're just the loser in the relationship. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. There think there's certain things that in, in relationships indicate winners and losers. And the longer you're in a relationship, yeah, the more it switches between people. Yeah, but like for me, the the more the content the the concept that I'm trying to bring up is more just the fact that if there's something going wrong in this relationship, mm-hmm. it's not because I'm victimizing you. It's just that you're losing in this in the sense. So you just have to want to win more. And if you do that, you will get further. But it's a red flag for me when it comes to dating because of the fact that if your approach is not, hey, I want to, I'm seeing something that is clearly a fault of my own mm-hmm. or of a flaw of me or something that I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the ball on. Like if you don't see it as, a, as an opportunity to just become a better human being, and work on that so that you it no longer is a problem. Mm-hmm. But instead want to go, I'm the victim now. Then I'm like, where's your growth? Yeah, you're stifling your growth just so that you don't have to face the hard feelings that you suck. Yeah, you just suck right now. Get, just get better. You just get better. Because every day I wake up and I go, okay. How can I get better? How can I get better? How can I be a better version of myself for my partner, for myself, for everybody in my life? Like, that's just it. Mm-hmm. For the world as a whole. And if and if you're not if you don't have the mindset to think, hey, I just need to be better than the person I was yesterday, how do I do that? By looking at the things that I suck at and start unsucking it. <laughs> Unsuck that. <laughs> like I don't know I don't know how I'm supposed to build with you. No, that that and that is the truth. Like you see, I always I tell people when you're getting into a relationship, you have to look at the person, you have to strip all potential from them and be mm-hmm. like, am I okay with the person that they are now? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And people are like, oh, but I want the person I'm with to change. I'm like, they're going to change, but you don't get to control what changes them. Well, well that's the thing. They ought to change. No, no. People are going to change. Regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. even if you get into a relationship, you're going to change. Whether you change for the better or change for the worse, is, 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 is yeah, up. Yeah. but okay. you're going to change. I, I you get what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. But the person you're with, like, and the reason I say you have to accept them as they are now is because they have, let's say that person's amalgamation of a different bunch of different habits and beliefs, mm-hmm. right? These are going to change during the course of their life that you're with them, right? Yeah. But you don't get to choose which one of these changes. So you have to be willing to accept all of them yeah. so that when something changes, like, like, let's say, for example, you hate the fact that the person drinks a lot. Yeah. They're not like an alcoholic, but they, they like to have a couple beers on the weekend, right? It's like, you're, you're not a social drinker. They are, or you don't, you don't even drink that often, and they're just drinking. They're a social drinker. Basis, yeah. Now, you would like that to change mm-hmm. in your perfect ideal world. Yeah. But saying that I want to get into a relationship and marry them, you're willing to accept the fact that it doesn't change. That it doesn't change. You like, ought to. If it stays yeah. the same, I'm be okay with it. If it yeah. gets worse, that's a conversation we can have. Yeah. Do I like this person in the present? In the present. For yeah. All for their totality. But and do I like this person? Yeah. I get but at saying. the same time, hoping that they change for the better. Mm-hmm. You go like like and 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 promoting them to change for the better. Mm-hmm. And and people get lost in that because I find a lot of people fall in love with potential. Oh right, and 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 it's it's a flaw of both sexes, but I find women yeah. do it a, lo- a lot more than men. And it's not I'm not talking women are hypergamous in which they go up. A lot of women no. will date guys with the potential that he would it's get. It's the better. fixer upper mentality. The fixer upper, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the problem with that is I say don't do that. Like 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 strip away everything. Would you be okay with with marrying him as he is? Bro, he like, plays video games for ten hours a day. And so the answer is no. The 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 dip because. He might change, but there's no guarantee. If this is what you get, would you be okay with what you get? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, 
I mean, that's always the case because once again, it's hype. It's because um, there are two ways to really look at the game, right? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, uh, women will do will either play the game at the level or get play the game on the odds. So, I think that women are way better investors than men are because of the fact that they they have the ability to look at an investment, mm-hmm. i.e., a guy. A guy. They'll look at a guy and think, oh, this is an investment. Sure, I, I might catch him on the low, on the low, on the low market value, but he's going to increase in value. Yeah. But the problem with the problem with stocks and investment is that you have, you is have that wait. you have to weigh things according to the realities of economics, which is that things will can also plummet. Mm-hmm. Things don't just magically go, go up. up. They go up or down. Yeah, and I feel like women are more... Okay, women are date more on the potential of it going up. Yeah. Men date more with the reality that it might go down. Go down. We are pragmatic. They are more like dreamers. dreamers. And that's the thing. They dream about it. They go, oh, oh I they they paint they paint the picture. Yeah, but it's not their fault because because that's what not even I won't even just say society, but themselves themselves as well have been telling them since they were kids. They've been dreaming about their wedding. Their, it's the feminine nature yeah. of all. Yeah. So so you're more likely to date with potential, and, mm-hmm. and and sometimes going against your natural human urges, like we were talking about back when uh, back in the uh, whole girl in the club thing. Yeah. But not going against your natural human urges is the best thing for you because if you go against the thing you want to do in the present. Mm-hmm you're more likely to get a better result because you're more likely to make better decisions because it takes longer for good things to happen based on your actions than for bad things to happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, once again, the whole point of what I was saying. Like, you have to educate... You have to just educate people on how to date, mm. how to be in relationships. Like, because, once again, if you fall in line with your habits mm. and you don't have the right habits, which most people don't, yeah, it, like, it's going, to, it's going to fall the way it's supposed to fall, yeah. which is bad because... You aren't prepared for these things. You're aiming for the bad. Yeah. It's like if you go based off of the radical dreams that you had when you were a child. A child. Yeah. A, a child. child. <laughs> <laughs> like you think you're gonna take your adult your your childhood dreams and make them into adult realities. Yeah. Like just saying that is an education in and of itself that most people aren't aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. Like you think like you know, you know, kids' brains are undeveloped, right? They don't. They're not thinking rationally. Rationally, because they don't have the capacity. <laughs> they don't have the facilities. You ain't got the facilities for that one, big man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the capacity for that one. <laughs> but it's like, no, like literally, it's like they don't have the capacity to think as rationally as adults. As adults, sure, they can make rational thoughts but like do we just expect that every single ra- every single thought that a child has will be rational, or rational. Yeah. no that's why they're imaginary friends that's why they jump off of off of trees because they think they can fly like like it's yeah it's yeah. just it's just that simple so the thing is that we don't like just how we educate just how we educate kids to start thinking about like work and how to become utilities for society and consequences consequences blah blah blah. we should also teach them how to literally be social creatures interpersonal and also how to set how to make clear distinct separations between 
what to expect and mm-hmm. how to act with certain people versus other people. And we do that for certain things. And that's, it's like, that's why it's so funny when people think you can intermingle certain, certain, certain obviously distinct dynamics. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to treat you the same, like, I'm not going to expect you to treat me the same way you would treat your father. Mm-hmm. There is a distinct separation between what I am to you versus what your dad is to you. Yeah. Same idea when it comes to every other person, or it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Like we have, we have, we have experiences that edu- that teach us how we should treat certain people, and if we're not able to make those separations, like we'll have situations where a girl who has a man will be in the club doing things that they should only be doing with their man, mm-hmm. accepting drinks, long conversations. Yeah. Throwing their body on, on, on man crotch. Like, these are things that are clear separations. Like, you, a girl, a daughter wouldn't do that to her father, would she? Okay, yeah. Like we, just, we just don't educate people on, like, how to properly make these distinct separations. And then we go on with the rest of the world, just kind of meandering, yeah. falling into shit. No, that's fair. That 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 is very fair. And um I there's a lot I wanna go into, but I think I think we it's time for, that we have to wrap up for the day. Yeah, I mean we were gonna make the announcement about the uh two time a week. Oh yes, yes. So podcast will now be coming out twice a week. That's yeah. Mondays and Fridays. Yep. So we will be dropping this one on Friday and then starting next week we'll have, we have one on Mondays and then one on Fridays. So the good part is it means that we can catch up on all the fuck shit and during the week <laughs> and, and really go into it like we were supposed to talk about like a bunch, a of, bunch shit. of other but, shit but don't worry don't worry we'll, we're back and um we're both feeling better yeah so, my voice still sounds like shit but it's alright so we'll be back at you with more episodes and let us know if you would like to hear anything yeah send us a send us a link uh DM us not with your friend dm problems but dm was with actual with actual <laughs> things that you'd like to hear valuable content, you know valuable content. information things you'd like to draw our attention to in case yeah. in case we're not we're not like tuned into that sector of the world yeah even if you uh if you're at the pod and you and you have certain opinions or or takes Cr- criticisms or, or anything literally just comments they, we would love to hear it from you guys and till next time thank you guys for joining us Thank you for tuning into the Roaming Podcast. We have new episodes out every Monday and Friday. For news, info, and updates, you can find us on Instagram at the Roaming Empire.